Lola like, was great. Uh, what do you think happens to Lola ultimately? Either she's probably, you know, just on Alderaan when it happens. But then she flies away, <laughs> flutters away into space. <laughs> <laughs> then it appears like years later. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. My name is AJ. I'm joined here by my bomb bad partner in crime, Jem the Jedi, Jamie. Hello. Uh, there is no Bombad Bozo Matt today. There's no Marauder Matt. Bo- Bombad Bozo Matt. Maddo. Uh, that's his He's name. He's got a lot of nicknames. Yeah. He's the nickname guy. That's just that's, that's how it goes <laughs> with him. Um, but yeah, there's no Matt today. It's just Jamie and I. And we're going to be recapping Kenobi. And if you want Matt's take on anything, you can go back. Or any of our deep deeper takes or just whatever. Uh, go back to our Holonet Marauder live events that you can watch here on youtube and if you're listening here we have a youtube as we always mention as you probably know by now and you're probably already subscribed to us so just going to mention it again anyways but how are you doing jamie doing well you're upstairs as uh, i can be um uh, broadcasting live from the other area of the house completely opposite end of the room yes Um, yes. other end of the house yeah but whatever people it's all good i think it was michael rexing around at celebration I think he said it at celebration that it was funny that we do stuff on separate sides of the house. And I it, it is. We don't really have the setup well, to do it together in the same room. And we started yeah. this during COVID when we lived together anyways with Matt. But this this setup is just easier. Yeah, um, logistically, like we don't have like a sound mixer to make sure everything is like pretty much we can't do it in the same room because we'll pick up each other's sound. Like right. we straight up do not have the, the equipment to mix things at the same time. And we started so, out as just a podcast. <laughs> so if you're listening, we record separate sides of the house. We're not in the same room, really, it ever. It works. It it just works. <laughs> it just works, as Todd just, Howard from Bethesda works. would say. If you know, if you know, you know. So you, you we're explain be, the reference, and now everyone knows. If you know, you know, and if you didn't know, now you know. So we're gonna be talking about Kenobi today. Obi Wan Kenobi was the show, even though we just called it Kenobi. But we're going to be doing it in an interesting way since it's just the two of us. We're going to be doing our five favorite moments. So this is kind of a, a Marauder original idea that like we used to always rank five things or three things and work backwards. So we'll start with our fifth favorite thing and and work our way down to one to build the suspense of what our favorite moment is. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get started, would anyone like to get out? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what do you what do you think of the show, Jamie? You know, obviously we watch each episode together. Uh, all six of them it went by like, in like the snap of a finger. Yeah, but. so uh, I I loved the show. It went by so quickly though, um, because it it started while we were at celebration, obviously, and they dropped two that week, and so it was just like, well, all right. Um, it, <laughs> it, it was it was great. Like I for for what it was, we all knew it was going to be this in between adventure, and we all knew the outcome was going to be Vader and Obi Wan would fight, and neither one of them would die. So. Right. It was this adventure that we didn't know we needed, and it was great that like we like got more um, of like that backstory and like that beef of why I don't know. <laughs> it, it just added more to the beef, I guess, because there was already a pretty big beef between them. 
Yeah, it was it was a show that I never I hate to say I never wanted it cuz I'll always take more Star Wars, but I think our friend Landry Landry Q Walker who wrote, you know, if you if you if you follow us, you know who he is at this point, the author. <laughs> um I saw him tweet the other day that like sometimes you don't need more. And I think he was referring to like this season of Kenobi was good and we don't want a second. He doesn't want a second season maybe. Yeah. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um I feel the same as that. that. Like, they did very well with this show. I didn't know I wanted it or I didn't know I needed it. I didn't, they just could have gone through time and not even made this show and it would, it would still work, obviously. Cause I don't know. Like, does it, does a lot happen in this show? Yeah. Kenobi grows, Obi Wan grows and becomes the Alec Guinness Obi Wan that we eventually see, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I don't want to see a season two. And that's a good thing. Like, I liked the show. I don't need more. I'd like spinoffs with Reva um or yeah. roken or some of these other characters maybe even like a, a, a vader spinoff of sorts with the inquisitors like that would be yeah cool. i think uh one way to like look at it is this this series was already a spinoff of obviously the movies <laughs> yeah. in between but then if you want to compare it further it's also its own standalone thing like think of it like it's like a rogue one or solo situation where it's a standalone whoop, and then people are calling for like more spinoffs from that. So like obviously we're getting like the Andor show, which is a spinoff of a standalone movie. So a spinoff of Rogue One, we're getting Andor finally. And one can hope that eventually there'll be like a Crimson Dawn or like a Kira show or an Enfys Nest show or Lando Lando show from Solo. Like, yeah. We're we're getting so, the spinoffs of things, and so I don't think that there'll be like a direct like season two of Obi Wan Kenobi. I would love to see a spinoff of um, the concepts that were placed like in this show, though. This is a question I keep asking myself or thinking about in my head. I even talked to our local post office guy about it because <laughs> we have an Etsy shop, guys, and we sell headbands. Jamie makes the headbands, uh, the Hunter headbands. And headbands. since you guys, you people buy them, I go deliver them to the, my job is to bring them to the post office. And I talked to our, yep. um, our friend over there. And I was like, so what do you think of the Star Wars shows? Like, and I keep thinking of this myself. I'm like, do I, I like the shows. I'm enjoying them, but I miss the movies. Star Wars movies just hit me differently. Like going to see Solo opposed to, I'll compare Solo and this because they're both kind of spinoffs with characters we already know, I guess, Mm -hmm. and stories we didn't know we needed. And I remember seeing Solo and being like so jazzed after. And I don't know if it's just the going to the movie experience with the crowd and everything and spaced out over six weeks or five weeks we see Kenobi. Um, I don't know. Like what's your thought on... Do you like the do you like seeing a Star Wars film better than the shows? Obviously they're going to stick with the show format. It works especially during a pandemic. People can watch mm-hmm. it from the comfort of their homes. But like what's your thought on that? I think that uh just the whole, you know, you can see a movie and it'll take up a couple hours of time and like that's it and then yeah. you're like all right, that's over. But as opposed to like watching a show, you got to devote like if you're binging it, you're devoting like a full day or you're devoting like a full like couple weeks just to like to do this like every single every single night yeah and like what if you don't like it halfway through yeah you just kind of okay. stick it out if you know if you're a star wars yeah. fan and you want to watch it yeah but with a movie it's just like all right a couple hours of my time and if i don't like it halfway through it's just a couple hours of my time <laughs> um but like i very rarely have like turned off like a movie and it has never been like a star wars movie a tv show i'm more liable to like turn that off in the middle of if i like don't like it but again i haven't done that with the star wars thing because all of this all of the star wars content as much as everyone is like ranking on it 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 is still like really good content no i know it's people i mean they rank on the movies too so like everyone ranks on everything and we all know it so we just got to (laughs) move on (laughs) 
and I don't know the the movies. At the end of the day, the movies just seem to the films. Yeah, <laughs> seem to have Film. more magic to them than the movies. And I mean, I know a lot more money goes into making the movies, and maybe that's maybe it's simply just that you know yeah. better special effects. And I never thought I would be like, oh, I like this better because it has better special effects. And that's not it. It's just I don't know. Maybe I'm just a movie guy over a show guy. I think you are a movie guy over a show guy, but that's been established a long time ago. But let us so. know. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> What are you thinking of all these shows and do you miss the movies? The answer to is probably yes, you like the shows and yes, you miss the movies. But let's get into our Kenobi chat with our five things we enjoy, our five favorite things we've enjoyed from the show. Yeah. So, do you go Jamie, backwards? would you like so, to begin or yeah, should I go, begin? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, okay. You want to go number five. Ba backwards, number five? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess like for, for context, the five things can be like a specific moment and overall concepts, anything really. Um, yeah. So my like fifth top thing in the Kenobi series was I loved the scene of, um, Tala going through security in, mm. uh, Fortress Inquisitorious. Cause that was something we haven't really like seen before of like an Imperial getting checked by an Imperial and then him being like, well, hi, I got, you got to like, give me like, you're like a code cylinder. And she's just like, <laughs> okay, mister. And like, just like, I love the entire sequence. Cause like she pulls a rank on him and the guy's like, Ugh. and like, I just, I loved this like pseudo metal detector, like thing that like she had to go through also. It was just very cool. Um, I love seeing like a empire things re like hashed because like everything we get like in like the original trilogy is just i'm, I'm just so bored with the empire in the original trilogy but like <laughs> no i mean they, with, they like, make a way eyes, they make yeah. a way to make it uh, more original and yeah you know. making it like fresh again is like really cool to like see like the different stuff that they actually get to do but it still feels very original trilogy which is obviously the goal um so i love tala going through the security and like anytime she was undercover as I guess um, her imperial captain, um, and then she's just like, no, I'm actually a rebel. So I, I love that. I, I no, I. Everything that's about a that. great. I almost put that on my list. It didn't make it, and I'm glad because I don't want us to have too many duplicates. But that that was such a great moment. Yeah. Uh, and th that was like, I was trying to think of like what Tala's best moment was because she was one of the coolest characters in this show, mm. and um, it was probably that. It was probably her being undercover because that was when we got the most of her. You know, later on we get her uh, her demise, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and early on, she saves Kenobi, and sends a stormtrooper over a laser fence and cuts him in half. That was a cool moment. Yeah, I was. Uh, oof, yeah, which is cool. <laughs> I think she sent him over that. Yeah, because I don't know if Kenobi did that or if she did that. Kenobi was surrounded, so I have a question about Tala. Yeah. So, was she originally part of the Empire? and she left and now she just like kept that outfit and was undercover or was so, she just she just stole that and like like yes rose? and no so your okay. first bit yes and no so she was she was part of the empire um she joined it, know... she, she realized what was happening and she's like i can't do this and so she was finding her way out and so her way out was helping the path but she still technically was like part of the empire okay um, i think her, i missed her that codes bit. and whatnot like still works um because i remember Towards the end of like Fortress Inquisitorious, uh, she pretty much is just like, yeah, my codes aren't gonna like work anywhere anymore after this. And uh, the Inquisitors are just like, you picked the wrong side. And she's like, mm, I was never really. No, exactly. Because I know your side the, her iconic line was, uh, "This is never who I was," 
So right. I was like, wait, were you literally never this? Or are you just saying you were this, but you were never? Like, I was, no, I was no. confused of she, whether she was actually an Imperial in the past. No, I'd say it was like a callous type situation, except instead of like being so like deep into like the Empire side and sending it was information, she was actually like out there helping the path more actively um, okay. in person. So my fifth was the Freck situation. Um, yeah. Obviously, I hated Freck. I thought he was a good character, which means he was kind of like a bad person you would see in real life, maybe with yeah. the whole like bumper sticker thing and the flag on his truck and everything. Right. But uh, I just thought that was cool. Um, and he was kind of funny, right? He was, yeah. you know, he, he looked a, funny. He talked he funny. Was an interesting he was literally a mole. He was a yeah, miner, but he a was mole a mole miner, like yeah. a digging miner. Like, come on, you don't get more on the nose than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I wanted to put this on my list, but I didn't want it to get too spicy in the chat. So I was like, I don't really want to like talk about it like that much. But I think no, that I know. It's, There's... it's important that it makes you realize how serious this is and how real world and real world inspired Star Wars always has been and always will be. Right. That's and it was just, really it was, as much as I got to say about that right now. Even those things aside, it was just kind of a cool scene of them on the back of the truck and the stormtroopers coming on. And it was like, it was a tense, it kind of fit the show. That's how the show was the whole time. Just like tense, like, oh, is this going to happen here? And mm. um, but yeah, I, had, I put that as number five. But uh, yeah, Freck, did he die? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Or he just got like doinked. He might have just gotten <laughs> doinked. Doink. <laughs> um, but on to number four. What'd you have um, for number four? Number four. This uh, is a very specific moment that I laughed my butt off at, which wasn't really that funny, but it was something that I found hilarious. And number four was Vader getting absolutely pantsed on Jabim. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that, um, he yanks down like the transport, um, which turns out there's th that no one's in. And then the <laughs> other transport is immediately behind it, just like, and Vader just looks at it. I <laughs> I lost it. I no, live for like I live for Vader getting absolutely duped because he he's just like so tunnel vision sometimes on like the task at hand because he's like no one can stop me. I'm doing this. No one can get away. And then they get away. Everybody gets away. Like <laughs> it's just like in Rogue on, dude. One. You got such blind spots here. <laughs> in Rogue One, Leia gets away with the plans. In Fallen Order, Cal and Seer get away, swimming away. Mm -hmm. In this, they get away like that. In Empire, it's the same thing, out of the uh, the Hoth the Hoth base there, yeah. Echo base. Like, like the best thing about it is like obviously Vader's mask never has any actual like expression to it, but you can tell in that moment <laughs> he is just so pissed and just like God, it happened again. Like, how am I letting myself do this all the time? Um, but yeah, number four is Vader getting absolutely pants on Jabim. My number four was the Anakin Obi Wan flashback. Yeah, uh, and it's why I chose. If you're watching this background, um, I was feeling nostalgic over the Jedi Temple and Coruscant. Very specific so. prequel Jedi. Uh, yeah, it's just console. I forgot how much I love that floor. Yeah, <laughs> in the Jedi Temple, um, but I don't know. Like, you guys probably know. Like, we don't gush too much about Anakin on this show. Like, he's a fine character, obviously. Um, some people absolutely love him. We're kind of just in the middle, mid, mid, high. Um, but we love Obi-Wan. We obviously love Obi-Wan. We love us some Obi-Wan. And that, that flashback was, like, so well done, I thought. It opened episode five, I believe it was, part five, yeah. with that flashback of just Coruscant. Pans back, and it's Anakin's head. Episode yeah. two, with the haircut and the braid. Um, 
and the, the de-aging was fine. Didn't take me out of it. You know, you could tell, but it was fine. And the choreography for it was cool. And I've always wanted to see more Jedi sparring, especially in live action. We've never seen it in live action, I don't think. They always talk about it in the books or comics. Um, I don't know if it was in Clone Wars. Possibly, but I, I, I loved this, though, because we had, like, the little, like, trading session between the two of them, and... It was awesome. It was... It was just perfect. Like, it was perfectly done, and, like, it, it was a little bit, like, off at first, like, seeing, like, younger Anakin, and it was just like, oh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Um, but, like, I, I think it was just enough of what we had, because I, I know that everyone really wanted, like, a lot of, like, Clone Wars flashbacks, but it's just, like, that's that's in the past, and that's not what this exact show, like, is about. I think that it told us, like, enough of the fact that, like, Anakin, now Vader, and Obi-Wan, like, are still thinking a lot about it and still holding on. Yeah. And I think that that was just, like, really important um, for the two of them. And I, I also, just, like, side note as well, loved the moment um, with the other episode when Obi-Wan, like, sees, like, Anakin in the distance, like, on the edge of the cliff. Just, like, yeah, just, like, Yeah, I turn. forgot about that. And, like, that was, like, the moment I was like, oh, that was Anakin. Like, it, it, that, like, got me. I was like, that And it was spooky. Really good. It was, like, yeah, a was very little spooky. vision out of a horror film almost. So that yeah, was really cool. it was very cool. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I loved, like, seeing, like, Coruscant, like, as well. Like, seeing just, yeah. like, a sweeping view of Coruscant again. I was just like, oh, there it is. There and is it the great, good. great shining jewel. It was one of the few things in the show that looked, like, really good, like, visually. Because mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. was very grainy and dark. And I don't know if that's what, obviously that's what they were going for because it was a, also a dark, uh, edgy kind of show. Um, tense show is what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but that looked great. It looked like it was straight from the prequels, if not better, <laughs> CGI. Um, and I thought it worked well. And I would like to, like, if someone makes an edit of that scene before the elevator scene uh, in episode two in Attack of the Clones, if they could, mm-hmm. like, splice that in because that he's looking out at Padme's apartment I think like he always is and it's like it seems like that's before they head over to go like up the I elevator to that, see them that's after I took that as it was after some point it could be after I guess in like early it could work either way right the Clone Wars I guess um no apparently yeah. that was that was pre it was pre episode two it was because he had he had both his hands Anakin oh. had both his hands and apparently they both <laughs> had the lightsabers they had because they lose them in the movie they okay okay yeah no, so yeah, it was, <laughs> that shows you how much I was actually like paying attention to that kind of content. I actually, I can't um, take credit. Someone pointed it out to me, but still. Nice. Um, but yeah, that right, is my I number see. four. Yeah. And right. I guess, let me do number, let me go first for number three. Okay. Just in, if we get, we're going to get a duplicate eventually. So yeah. Um, number three for me was a dark situation. Uh, I called it the Inquisitorious Tomb Ooh. with all the Jedi. I just because when yeah. I was coming up with my list, I was like, things that really hit me in the show. I was kind of in my head going over all the all the episodes, and I was like, what really stuck out to me? And that was definitely something that stuck out. Uh, very chilling, and very spooky to see yeah. all these. I don't know if they were dead or just like kind of frozen in time in there. I think they were dead. I'd all say the they Jedi. were dead. Yeah, I think that that that's safe to assume that everyone in that tomb was was dead and yeah. like uh like um. Amber eyes, like in Jurassic Park, like maybe, Jurassic but Park. they were dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely one of like the most like haunting scenes of the series. I agree. 
um so you think master sanube just like absolutely uh, like one of our favorites my heart was ripped out we rewatched that chest. episode all the time yeah i'm pretty sure after we watched like that episode of like uh, kenobi we were like we gotta watch lightsaber lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta just make ourselves feel better here um but yeah master sanube is like fantastic if you guys don't know he is like i don't know the species but he is the jedi the first one you see in that tomb um and he's awesome he's this elderly jedi that pretty much teaches ahsoka hey you gotta take it slow it's okay to take it slow sometimes. And then he's a badass with his like lightsaber that's literally like a walking cane because he like detaches it. It's uh, it's so good. It's so good. He's he's a great like, great Jedi. Um, R.I.P. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, there's just like I'm so intrigued by everything with that like tomb because I I want to know so much more about it. I just want to know so much more about the Inquisitorius in general. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, anytime anytime Star Wars gives us a moment like that, I'm like so thirsty for it like so hungry for it like uh, yeah there's a story in every single one of those so much... people that were dead so. exactly and hopefully we see more of that tomb in or hear more about it in some other show or something yeah. coming up yeah so i guess um for my number three it kind of relates to that in the sense of we don't know who any of those people were aside from like master sanube and i think a few other people were identified um but my number three was uh the path and just the knowing that there's other Jedi survivors, which we as the audience know, but learning through seeing Obi-Wan learn that other people survived was just like a very cool moment as well because he thought that he was the only one that was left along with like Yoda. And it's like, hmm, Obi-Wan, there is a bigger galaxy out there. Um, <laughs> just reminding him. Um, but yeah, I loved everything about the path. Uh, just Longtime listeners of the show know I always talk about my favorite era is this post-Order 66 era because I'm just so intrigued by the fact that, yes, many Jedi could have survived the Jedi Purge. And seeing that there's pretty much an underground railroad type situation for um, for Jedi is, like, blowing my mind, man. I still think about it, like, daily. Like, if there's anything from this show that I am still thinking about, it is the path. It is everyone who was, like, a major part of it and then also just, like, what their process would be and like i gotta go back and like read everything again that's like scrawled on the walls because like there's just like so much yeah, like, a lot. juicy content like tossed in there um, and half like, the time it's like was this something like for the lore or did someone just like scratch their kid's name in there like on the set or apparently was... someone apparently someone carved kylo ren into the wall so i don't know about that <laughs> i haven't heard about that one but um one name I, do I, don't, I don't remember what the name was but um our friend Ryan told me that there was one name that was out of some random Legends article that was posted on StarWars.com oh, like mid-2000s of some Order 66 survivor. And so it like casually like just canonized them. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because it was even weirder because like Ryan and I were talking about Order 66 survivors like the week before that episode dropped. And he's like, hey, you remember that person I name dropped? Their name was written on the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, settle down, buddy. Ryan um, really went in... Uh... <laughs> photoshop or whatever and put it in yeah that's, that's what him. he really did next thing you know it says like pesto on the wall as well pesto was here pesto using... was here pesto would not carve his name in the wall because the instrument would have to be pointy mm, so there he wouldn't you go. do that. i know <laughs> ryan <laughs> listens to the show so hopefully that that was for him so does pesto um, um but yeah the but path yeah, the was path. the path is a great choice and one of the coolest things the show introduced and that, that could also we talked about this the other day on the couch like that could fall anywhere Mm -hmm. um you know in, in a lot of these shows it could be an andor it could be in bad batch we came up with like a bad batch story where they could be helping with the path with quinlan or something yeah um, 
Hope maybe yeah. we could see it in Jedi Survivor. I mean, it's called Jedi Survivor. So Jedi maybe. survivors go through the path. So it, yes, we'll they do. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the the little like side note as well. Like early on, like the first time we meet Roken, um, he literally says something along the lines of, um, "The Empire still found my wife anyway, and she paid the price." And so right. I have so many There's questions about who Roken's wife was because she was clearly a Jedi in the past, and she tried to just like. I think it, it was Yaddle. Woo, it... <laughs> 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 that is a ship that I didn't know that I needed. <laughs> wow. Roken and Yaddle. Hmm. Uh, okay. Oh my. Uh, let's just push that one aside. Um, but but yeah, that's something that like I, I, I just can't stop thinking about. Um number three is the path. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great one. I yeah. missed it. I didn't have it on my list, but I I missed it. Uh what is your number two? My number two? Um Hmm, this is where it's getting dicey because I have a few other random moments that I really, really like. Um, I have honorable mentions, so after two, we can do a few of those. Okay, number two, the homeless clone. Oh, man. <laughs> See, from those first two episodes, I was trying to dig back, and I'm like, what yeah. happened? We watched it in a hotel room in Anaheim, and I like, I haven't rewatched those episodes. Yeah, um, so like, I, be I believe that was in episode one, actually. It was two because it was, it was two? um two episode two was Dayu. Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah. it was episode two. Um, seeing the homeless clone, um, literally at Tamora as well, and he had yeah. long hair and he just looked like crap, and like, oh my god, like that was just like something so cool to see. Because another question that keeps me up at night is what the heck happens to all of the clones? What? I need to know like what the Empire does. That's one of the, my biggest questions about like Bad Batch season two is I want to know how pretty much the clones get mass decommissioned. I want to know officially what the ruling is. Yeah. Um, oh I don't think gosh. we'll learn it in season two, but well, no, but it's going to eventually maybe, get there. Maybe by the so, end. Yeah. But like by seeing that there's literally like a, a homeless veteran situation with like this, this clone trooper, um, it's just so cool. And like, I, it's so interesting that they like played into like the stereotype as well of like, uh, obviously being a homeless veteran, they play into the stereotype of he possibly is like some sort of drug addict because there's a big like drug trade on Dayu. And like yeah. he sees Obi-Wan, he's begging for money and he doesn't recognize him. And so the theory is like, oh, maybe he's like high and he like doesn't know who he's seeing or he just straight up. My theory is he just straight up doesn't care. He's just like, I, I have lost everything. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I think so he genuinely he, like, didn't, didn't recognize him. remember or just then didn't that, recognize him. And then that's the other theory is like a legion could can be so huge. You might not ever meet an actual Jedi. You might not ever meet the commanding officer. So like whatever. Um, plus, it's not like he was like a two hundred twelve clone. He was a five hundred first clone. So like he probably never. Well, and did. just the simple fact that so. no one else recognized Obi Wan for like a couple episodes. Like right, why would right. I don't know. Like, but here I am going off about like a homeless clone trooper, just like seeing that down there. Also, just like seeing the clone trooper armor in like live action. That's the first like glimpse we have of it is in actual physical live action trooper armor. It was like this homeless dude. Yeah, so cool. when when Tamura was Cody, was just I think it was CG, right? He just wore like he a blue like unitard, and they just boop. which is silly because they had him suit up for Django and everything. Like, why not put some armor on for Cody? I mean, if we're wrong on that, somebody let us know. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he was CG'd just like everyone else. He was else, CG'd so. for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my number two. No, that's a really good one. Um, you know, it's, it, it's always good to see Tamura. So it was, Actually, it was funny to see him pop up there. 
Yeah, that was, sorry, excuse me, that was the second instance of the live-action armor that we saw in the show. The first was as the seed opens. The opening, the opening, the opening show, yeah, yeah. Which I refuse to put in my top five because of the emotions, but it is an honorable no, mention, so we'll look I, into that. People we'll always go like, oh, I get so sad with Order 66, and it is very sad, but I, it's such a cool thing in Star Wars. Yeah, like it's it's, it's yeah. Star Wars is Thanos snap for me, and I know that happened first before the Thanos thing in in, yeah. in the MCU. But yeah, the Thanos snap and to go on a little Marvel tangent here for a little, you know me. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. Just the Thanos snap was like awesome in Marvel because it was so spooky and like whenever it happened, when it happened, the Ant Man Ant Man two, here we go. Uh, Post credit scene when everyone gets snapped when he's in the van in the mm. quantum realm like that was so spooky to me and and order 66 is that hearing palpatine say it like in fallen order when you hear it it's like oh my you get chills because mm-hmm. um, it's such a power it's one of the most powerful moments in star wars so while we're on marvel though really quickly um my with the order the order 66 versus the thanos snap um the spookiest like thanos snap though was um monica coming back in um yeah in wandavision that one was so haunting and so jarring because like she snaps back and she's in a hospital room um because she was visiting her mom and then suddenly you're in this hospital and it's like mass chaos and everyone's just like reappearing and just like like no, that it's one cool because that one what, is like what like killed me because i was like this this is actually terrifying the contrast um, between that and like the far from home one and Spider-Man, they, they, that's when they yeah. called it the blip. It was so goofy, and I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, because like, the kids, a, like, re-show up in the middle of, like, a basketball game, and it's like, Someone oh, falls into, like, a tuba, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, that was well yeah. done. Anyways, there's your Marvel Minute from that the Holland Brothers. And Matt wasn't here for it. Oh, he's going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two. So these top, these last two things for me uh, were, I guess, powerful moments. They were emotional for me. And now my number two is Leia and Obi-Wan uh, saying goodbye, like their final meeting on Alderaan. Yeah. Like that started to get me like um, a bit teary and like emotional inside. And I don't know, it, it has such a good connection to A New Hope because he's like, if you ever if you ever need me again, let me know. But like, we got to be secretive about it. So that kind of fills that plot hole for people like, oh, they already met. Uh, like, why does she call him? Why, why is she weird in the transmission? So... I don't know. And not to mention, like, we see Alderaan in this show and how beautiful it was. Um, but I thought mm-hmm. their final goodbyes were great. And she talks about the holster. And she's like, I wasn't going to... Obi-Wan's like, I wasn't going to give a 10-year-old a blaster. <laughs> um, but th- their I, dynamic in the whole show was so good. I love that. Yeah. They were fantastic. And the little girl who was her, uh, Vivian uh, Blair, she was she was so good. Was she was She yeah. was such a good little addition. And uh, Carrie would have loved her. And I, she was just so good. Like one of my favorite moments as well that didn't make this list, but, um, one of my favorite moments was in the first episode when she just sasses back her cousin (laughs) so quickly, just shuts him down. And it's just like, the cousin is just like, Oh, um, this ah, perfect. Um, yeah. And I love in the final scene with the two of them together, um, he makes her laugh so hard. Like he, I know like that was Obi Wan went through some some stuff in this in this show, and I don't think he cracked a smile the whole time, unless it was that flashback. He didn't crack two. a smile pretty much, unless like he was like looking at Leia at or Leia, doing yeah. something like for her. That like, yeah, that was great. It was uh, perfect. Whew. 
Um, you want to do Good honorable self. mentions or do you want to do number one? Yeah, let's do a couple honorable mentions honorable before mentions, we got it. reveal our ones. Um, so to segue into that, honorable mention for me was just seeing Alderaan, seeing so yeah. much of Alderaan, like seeing like the first like glance of it. Like obviously we get like the wide shot of it at like the end of like Revenge of the Sith of um, them like arriving, but like seeing it again and like actually seeing how pretty much utopian of a planet this is, it was just like, oh this is beautiful and i'm so happy i could see it and experience it and it looked like really cool um it was like a little like wonky in like the first episode with like they're like flying around to like because like she's the queen and whatnot uh, brea is the queen right but like other than that like it was it was very very cool to see such like an actual utopian type society of like not quite a city planet but it is like a very almost like closer to city planet but you still have all like the natural like life like around it and it was the mountains and everything so good to see yeah um loved alderaan and it gets blown up <laughs> yes it does unfortunately i'm well aware i've seen the movies it's, it's sad they just had a they had to ruin the best place in the in the galaxy um my one of my honorable mentions was the reva redemption yes. i had to get a moment of her in here because i thought she was a great character and I want to see more of her. And I mm-hmm. think this, I'll give you a pun here. It, this opens the path uh, for her to be a, more, of a, yep. you know, more of a character we see. And I'm hoping, as we've talked about, that she joins the path and helps them to go from being an Inquisitor to, so from hunting Jedi to the path to saving Jedi. That yep. would be, that's like a poetry rhymes thing. Like, we need yeah. that. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Roken literally says at the end, like, we're just getting started. So it's like, all right, that's opening the door for, like, continuing up the path. And, like, I, I love how Reva's story was handled towards the end. Um, they gave her, like, the beginnings of a redemption. They did just straight up, like, redeem her. And then, you know, in true Star Wars fashion, like, kill her off. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't kill her. Like, she didn't deserve that. And so I'm so glad that they were like, all right, here's opening the door for redemption. Since she kind of was... Door's like, open. Let's go. <laughs> Since she was working undercover the entire time anyway. But Reva was such a great character. Um, I was talking with a friend the other day that said she was like too over the top. And I'm like, no, she's like a villain. She's an inquisitor. Not to mention this friend also doesn't like any villain ever, it seems. They're like, oh, I hate that person. And like, I'm like, you're sp- you're I was going to say the name. You're supposed to hate a villain. You're supposed to hate the villain. They're supposed to be passionate <laughs> and over the top. Like that's... If the you do hate with, them, they're doing their job. <laughs> with uh, the Inquisitors and with the Sith in general, is everything is supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be passion, fueled by power. passion, fueled by the hate and the power. Like that's what it's supposed to be. So like, yeah, I'd rather they are these like overloaded. Like, yeah, we're gonna like do all this stuff. And then, <laughs> then like at the same time, like I want them to actually like do those things. Like I'm really disappointed we didn't get like helicopter savers. And like I'm <laughs> <I know. laughs> also really disappointed that we have the Grand Inquisitor just going. Hello. Hello. Yeah, he didn't do much at all, really, in the show. I'm, um, I'm glad he was Rupert in Friend the show. Did a, Rupert Friend did a good job, though. Yeah, it, it goes back to, I'm, I'm glad he was in it, and I'm satisfied with what we have. I just I just wish we got more of it. Um, I love another honorable mention here. Um, in the last episode, Vader deciding to follow Kenobi, and the Grand Inquisitor is just like, no, we like should just like let him go. Like You should like let go of that. And Vader's like, nope, I'm going to do it my way. Um, and then later on... Uh, Palpatine is literally like, you gotta like let this go, Vader. And Vader's like, all right, like all again, right, Vader guess. getting pantsed. <laughs> all right, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's very. We talked about this on Holland Up Marauders Live that you know it's it's just like every other Sith basically like going after the 
they shouldn't do they shouldn't do this thing they shouldn't go after the thing that you know um has them over a barrel but they you know they lose sight of yeah, the horizon they, as Yoda they, would they say, want their so. revenge they always want their revenge and that, that's the that's their achilles heel they really yeah. want to seek revenge all the time um but yeah, Reva Redemption, I'm very glad that she was redeemed and, well, start starting to be redeemed because her whole goal in the first place was, I'm going to use this like against you. And um, she's finally able to be like, well, I did as much as I could working under you to figure this out and it's not going to work that way. So I guess I just got to attack it head on from the other side of things. So I have excited to see that. Oh, definitely. They definitely have plans for her, I would think. Um, I have one and a half more honorable mentions. Yeah, same. I don't know. Okay. So, Ned B and Tala, their sacrifice, mm. I guess. And just them overall, but then their sacrifice. Yeah. Um, pretty much to save everyone else getting away. Um, it was great. That was another emotional moment in such a great episode. Uh, and I just love Ned B. Like, he never said a word. I forget what the mm-hmm. quote was, but, like, actions are, actions yeah, are heavier than speak, words. Or yeah, always. Speak louder than words, yeah. So, Ned B shielding off Tala so she could not die right away and hold up the... Yeah. The thermal detonator to blow all the stormtroopers away. That was great. Yeah. Um, I loved Ned B from the very first moment. Like, mm, top oh, yeah. tier droid. And they made merch for him. Like, we got to get it. They made figures. Oh, they yeah. They made a Lego. We got to get that stuff. We're looking into it. Um, <laughs> so uh, my my half moment here is uh, Obi-Wan calling Vader Darth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. You always, you've always loved when he just calls him Darth in A New Hope. Yeah. Your master like- of evil, Darth. Because, like, Obi-Wan knows that, like, Darth is, like, a title and not, like, his first name. So yeah. it's, like, so weird that he, like, like, taunts him that way. And so I love how they just, like, slid that in there of him calling him Darth in the as his, like, parting words. It's good. Quickly on that, I mm-hmm. that's like calling someone Mr. But, like, yeah. I know a guy that calls everyone Mr. Like, thanks, Mr. Hey, Mr. How's it going, Mr.? And I kind of love it. Like, I wouldn't say that to someone, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, Darth. All right. He kind of like, Obi-Wan gives it the vibe of just being like, all right, mister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walks away. Um, my other honorable mention is just all the Order 66 like sequences. <laughs> you were like, I didn't want it on my list. No, no, no. Well, I, I, I said I was trying to get it. I didn't want it on my top five. You didn't want it on your top five. Honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's the kind of thing, like, you, you can't have a show that is post Order sixty six and not have the trauma of Order sixty six addressed right. by just showing us the trauma. Um, but I love how it was uh, Reva's trauma, and it wasn't like Obi Wan's or Anakin's per se. But right. we, we did see like Anakin storming the temple like a little bit. Yeah, and I'm glad how much they showed, and they didn't go any further just due to the obviously like the state of the world. Um, but like it was, it was so cool to see like Reva's like point of view essentially for this yeah and i'm glad that we got that little bit tossed in there because you can't face that trauma without no it, it was done well it was done really well with her story i thought um my final honorable mention mm-hmm. and this was like my half was seeing our friends in yeah. the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, made it, that made it really fun um that part five we saw most of them in mm-hmm. that was really fun to see all them and see them get excited about it and be able to share that with people and it was really cool. I liked that a yeah. lot. I, I love like seeing being able to like point out everyone, being like, "Oh, look at that!" And then it was it's it was fun like afterwards, like chatting with them, and we could we could be like, "Oh, this is where we were talking about what we were gonna get for lunch." So just just so you yeah. Know. So if I ever go back and rewatch that, it's like uh, I gotta look. I think like, Michael I... said like, 
oh, I have some uh, famous Amos cookies in that bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, that uh, bag? Stuff with famous Amos cookies. And I like, love that. That's fantastic. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so number so one, AJ? Fun. Should we just say it together? Three, two, one. What's your number one? Qui-Gon Jinn. It's Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> it's, it's Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon's Force Ghost that we Holy finally get to see. I It was something we all saw coming because like Obi-Wan's trying to like commune with him the entire series. But yeah. like actually seeing it is a totally <laughs> different experience. And I have not cried so hard watching Star Wars um, since like Han Solo showing up in Rise of Skywalker to help Ben through his stuff. Um Qui-Gon, though. Mm. Liam, getting to see Liam as Qui-Gon again. The, oh. Ah. It was such a funny <laughs> version of Qui-Gon, too, because he's like, it took you long enough. These yeah. are the first words we hear Qui-Gon say in uh, 22 years, 23 years. Yeah. 1999. So, like, uh, everyone loves Qui-Gon. I don't know a single person that doesn't like Qui-Gon, and he's just the best. He's my favorite, yeah. probably my favorite Jedi. We only see him in one movie. We're going to get some um, Tales of the Jedi stuff with him. So we're going to get yes. more more Liam as Qui-Gon this fall, hopefully. So Is he doing the voice for it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. So I'm excited. He probably yeah. did this and that in like the same day or same <laughs> stuff. Maybe not. But, but yeah, uh, I, I love how it's it's only the three lines um, in Obi-Wan. Three lines made us cry. Just, just smiling. <laughs> but three lines made us cry easily. Um yeah, and it's just going to be Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan just hanging out in, like, that awful house now, just, like, trying to do Force stuff, and it's going to be great. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I love how Obi-Wan's also wearing the comics uh, outfit as well. Like, that was, like, a really cool, like, thing that I love how they just, like, slid in there. He has, like, the goggles and everything, which is, like, that long comic run. Not long comic run, but the one that oh, everyone yeah. is always, like, looks to. Um, I definitely want to see some, some that... cosplays of that. People mm-hmm. have probably done the comic version, but I want to see this, yeah. this clean version. What? One thing, that's funny. I just realized this, but parts of this. But at Star Wars Celebration on Thursday, um, I wore my Jedi outfit. And one thing that I really wanted to do was to wear like my like poncho with it, um, mm. because of Qui Gon Jinn. Because Qui Gon has his poncho, and I took like the behind the scenes like photo type thing. Um, and I'm laughing at it like more so now because like I I did that with the intention for it to be like Qui Gon inspired, but like. This is a sorry. I'm gonna dive into a little bit of costume details with my own stuff right now. Um, <laughs> I only could bring like one pair of like tan boots with me to celebration, and I couldn't bring my normal tall Jedi boots to celebration. Whatever, I had to save space, so I brought like normal smaller ankle height boots, and I like did like leg wraps around them because I knew Obi Wan of the promos for Kenobi had like this like leg wrap situation. So I had like this like nomad Jedi thing going on, but it was also Qui Gon, and then we got Qui Gon at the end of the show. It's like, did I call the show like early, like at Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, I think I did. No, I'm I guess kidding. so. I guess I didn't. It was just. We'll say you was did. Blue. Yeah. Whatever. Thanks. Let's say you did. Thanks. Um, but the show was fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah. Um, or was it? It was. It was an entertaining ride. It was fun. It was. It was a very dark show. Someone asked me like what I thought of this compared to Mando and Boba Fett or something. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the other two live action shows and essentially it's just Mando and Mando. Boba Fett's just an extension <laughs> of that season. But, um, uh, that show is, I can see the big differences between that show and this show. And it's, that's more of an episodic adventure 
literally literally fun like yeah. your classic star wars i hate to say something is like more star wars than something else but that was an adventure type thing that was like solo those that show and, and i don't know some people didn't like some moments in that book of boba fett but whatever um and this show kenobi was so dark it had to be it's the dark times literally mm-hmm. and we had to see kenobi going through this emotional arc to get where he he needs to be um but over, I thought they did the show well. I thought they did it perfectly. Deborah Chow did a great job. Um, it was written very well. The dialogue was eons better than the dialogue in the prequels, I think. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone would agree with you on that one. Maybe not everyone, <laughs> but whatever. It, the dialogue was it, was, it was well written. The show was well written. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Kenobi. Yeah. I'd give it, I'd give it. No, no, no. You don't need to give a it B. anything. I'll give it a, a B. B. For B's Ned good. B. For Ned B. B for Ned B. B. That's yep. good. I like that. Um, last thing to mention, uh, we didn't mention Lola at all. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, love, love we're fired. Lola. Well, we're fired. So I'm, I'm firing myself. Right we didn't end. mention Lola. <laughs> Lola was literally like one of my favorite parts of the show, and that's like one of the number one pieces of merch I want to get, that Lola droid from Hasbro. Yeah, and, and we will. <laughs> mm. Lola was great. Uh, what do you think happens to Lola ultimately? Well, I don't know. Maybe we she don't either. See her ever again. Maybe she, either she's probably you know just on Alderaan. When it happens. But then she flies away, <laughs> flutters away into space. <laughs> <laughs> then it appears like years later. Imagine that. <laughs> That'd be something. Uh, well, wow. There right. We go. <laughs> Lola fluttering off into space. I love it. Um, right. So that was our Obi Wan Kenobi recap. Uh, you can find us everywhere on social media at Holland Up Marauders. On Twitter, it is just at Holland Up Marauder. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Holland Marauders podcast. We have a video version of our podcast on YouTube, and it's available on all those audio platforms as well. Um, yeah. Thank you much for listening to the Holland Marauders podcast. See you next time.